702. The Political Desk. Something we've been talking about this morning is schooling. Should we maybe take that decision that schooling, this classroom schooling needs to come to an end until COVID-19 has peaked? Yesterday afternoon, the union Satu saying it is time to maybe go back online, go home. Our children are getting sick. The, the education department, they've now responded with a media release saying, hold on a second now. Cabinet will take this decision. I believe there is going to be a meeting today. Day between the basic education minister Angie Motsecha and Satsu and other unions as well. On the line is uh, Satsu's general secretary Mugwena Mololeke. Mugwena, good morning. Welcome to Seven O Two. Good morning, Ray. Good morning to your listeners and India. Thank you so much for the time. We really appreciate. Is this the only way to go? To say enough is enough. We need to take that responsible decision and we need to stop classroom schooling. Yes, we have done everything that we could to ensure that uh, education is going on in our classes. However, uh, this is the right time now to say enough is enough. Uh, we have got to save lives. We have got to ensure that our communities are able to suppress this, uh, the transmission. Uh, there is no effective learning taking place when you have a school that has got 20 teachers who are in isolation. Uh, you're not doing anything except to traumatize the children. Um, and really increase the anxiety level that we don't need. Uh, the virus doesn't need any anxiety, doesn't need any people who are worried because then they suppress their hearts, they suppress their bodies. So it is the time to say, let's wait until the pit has um, seen that. However, the DA, the Democratic Alliance, arguing that Satu is grandstanding, quote, grandstanding, saying that millions of rands have been spent on measures to keep pupils safe. Is that accurate? It's not accurate because we cannot equate life to the amount that has been spent. This amount, whatever they have spent, should have been spent long time ago to improve the quality of education in our schools. We had had 26 years of no ablution facilities in our schools, no water. So that was necessary to happen. I don't think anyone um, is reasonable and sensible would be saying that. Uh, it is a waste of money to have the infrastructure in the schools. It is what was supposed to happen. There is no right to education when there is no right to safety. We have got to ensure that the right to life and the right to education are both respected. And this time is about the health of our children and the health of our communities. The World Health Organization, they've said that we need to learn to live with the virus, combat it as we're going to be with it for a very long time. What happens if we get into 2021 and we still have a high infection rate? What do you do then? You can't postpone the year once again, can you? We have got to be guided by the same WHO that says we need to suppress the transmission of the virus in the community. So a comprehensive strategy is needed. First and foremost, we as educators have got to ensure that we play our role of education to ensure that people are able to adhere to all the precautions that we have got to adhere to when we're home, when we're in the public. That is what our, our, the education system has got to do. And therefore, we need to also uh, accept that we're going to have to live with the virus. And whenever a school is closed, we need to ensure that learning does not stop. That's why we are proposing that we enhance and strengthen the other platforms that are there to ensure 
that uh, we have blended learning so that uh, indeed uh, we don't destroy the generation of our children in terms of education. Mm. The basic education department also then also arguing should schools not be isolated? So say, for instance, you have an infection, you isolate the class, you isolate that school even, you deep clean and then you open up in about two weeks' time? Well, I think that particular argument um, is not educationally sound. And I think it is um, misplaced on the fact that that is said by a person who has never sat in the classroom. Because if you know how to teach the children who are traumatized, you are not doing anything except really to comply, um, to be religious about what you think you are doing. Because learning has got to be effective. And if it's not effective, under those particular conditions, there's nothing that you are doing. And you are not isolating the school. You are acknowledging the fact that the schools have got uh, <clears throat> uh, labor intensive and therefore they also have a huge traffic that they have. And obviously, if you begin to allow the schools to become epidemiological pumps, you're not going to be able to close that. Rather, be able to be very strategic. Every time you readjust your risk, you look at what is it that you can be able to compromise and then be able to do that. So educationally speaking, it is that you cannot subject the children to trauma because that is not learning. I'm going to have to leave it there. Mugwena Mololeke, General Secretary of the SA Democratic Teachers Union. Thanks for coming on to 702.